I can hardly believe it, but the holiday season is upon us. We are heading into a time filled with joy and warmth and cherished family traditions, but let's face it, this time can also bring us a whirlwind of activities, an influx of stuff, and especially for families who are also juggling homeschooling and the unique needs of our neurodivergent children, it can really be overwhelming. But I have good news for you. I want to help you keep your home organized and stress-free through this holiday season. And I want to give you a few hacks, some home management hacks, some savings hacks, some ways to get through the holidays and this gift-giving season of hustle and bustle without losing your mind. I'm Katie Keene, and you are listening to the Her Home and Heart podcast, where we conquer overwhelm by pursuing balance through holistic living, holistic homeschooling, and creating deep family connections. I am here to journey with you as we make space in our hearts, our minds, and our homes to enjoy this journey while seeing clearly the blessing that we're giving to our family as our way of honoring God. Today, we are going to explore strategies to maintain sanity and peace and not go over budget and have a really genuinely good time during this holiday season and not let the holiday chaos overwhelm us. I'm going to reveal some simple, effective hacks, and I know you're going to love it. So the holiday season is almost here. It's almost in full swing and it can get a little bit crazy. So I want to introduce you to the idea of simplicity as the first thing I want to bring to your attention in order to have good home management during this holiday season. It can be very overwhelming to juggle homeschooling and all of the festive preparations, any amount of holiday parties. I get to January 1st and I think, oh my goodness, how am I going to clean this up? We're heading back into the school year and I'm, I'm already tired. I need a vacation from all of this holiday celebrating. You've probably felt that way too. So when I come to January 1st, I don't want to have to put away a ton of stuff. And just taking down the Christmas tree alone is enough for me. So I like to focus on holiday music and decor that doesn't cost anything and it doesn't take up any space to store it during the year. You can do things like scents. Put in a holiday essential oil into the diffuser. I like to focus on just a few areas in the house that specifically I see and the family sees the most and focus on putting items there that bring joy. So it can look like just finding things that maybe remind you of your childhood or bring your spouse memories of their childhood or even your children, things that they've enjoyed the most in the past, things that help remind you of the real reason for the season. They help you to focus on Jesus and focus on the gift that he gave you. For each of us, it's going to be a different thing. But when you're very thoughtful about this, then the holiday season doesn't have to be demanding of you. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming amount of decorations that just steals your joy. Instead, you can thoughtfully choose each item, something that has like a whole special place in your heart and in your home for you, your children, your husband, and then it's less clutter at the end of the season. We've begun using far less ornaments on our tree, but we pull out the ones that really mean something, that really hold a memory. And so when it's time to put them back, it's again a joy to put them back. I get to look at them and remember the memory again, instead of thinking, my goodness, why did we put this on here again? Why do we own this? This is kind of junky or look, it's a little bit broken. <laughs> and so instead we really enjoy it. And then what we do is we rotate it. 
So we will rotate the decor each year so that we're not pulling out a ton, putting away a ton. Instead, we do know that we will still see each thing that we love and cherish, but in batches, which almost makes it genuinely like a whole different celebration the next year. It feels more fresh. For me, the years seem to be getting closer and closer together. Christmas seems to be coming quicker and quicker. And so I feel like I've just taken down decorations and it's time to put them up again. Now, I love to do Christmas and I love to decorate and all of that, but it's nice to have it feel and look fresh each time. Another thing that you can do is decorate with intention instead of abandon. When you are curating decorations that really mean something to you, then it keeps it tidy and joyful. I feel like I might be repeating myself, but I really want to make this point stick. Look for the things that make your family feel joyful, not just obligated to make it all look like Christmas. Look for quality over quantity. When you are able to shift your focus to what really means something, it really does create a less cluttered environment. So the next thing is you can declutter as you go. That's always something that I... I'm always surprised by every holiday season. Like, how did I get this much junk on these bookshelves? How is there this much stuff out of place in whatever space that I actually want to decorate? And so I end up having this refreshing feeling because I'm decluttering before I decorate. And in some ways, the the decorating is my motivator to declutter. It gives me the um, excitement and, and motivation to make everything look clean and fresh and ready for the decorations. I love that. Another tip that I have for you is to look for ways that you can craft and DIY your decorations. This will be a huge money saving and a memory making tip. When we were moving in 2009, we had been in military housing and we had nothing left in our house. We had packed it all up, put it on a truck, and we were just waiting to depart. And so the people who were running the housing actually came around in a truck, a pickup truck with a guy dressed in a Santa suit, sitting in the passenger seat, yelling, ho, 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 giving out trees to anyone left in the military housing because most people had been traveling. So it was their way of bringing a little bit of holiday cheer. So we got this almost, I mean, it was, it was alive, but you know, they don't live very long. This half dead Christmas tree and put it up and we didn't have any decor. We had nothing to decorate it with. And I have to tell you, this is one of my happiest Christmas memories because we ended up going to the store, the kids and I, and they were little, you know, kindergarten and preschool. Steve was doing his master's degree and wrapping up the last bits of school. So he didn't get to go with us. And we ended up just buying some clearance, little kids crafts, those little styrofoam things you can get. We made garland and we, we kept a few. So to this day, we still have some of those <laughs> cute little styrofoam ornaments just as a nostalgia. It's one of our special things. And we decorated that tree and boy, we had so much fun and we made such good memories. The kids actually remember it today and it hardly cost us anything, but it created this beautiful memory and this beautiful bond. All right. Another tip is mindful consumption and gift giving. It can add up. Ladies, you know, it can get too expensive. We're already trying to provide for our kids and most families these days, especially with inflation, are scraping by. So instead of looking at it being this consumeristic kind of viewpoint where our culture just pushes this idea on us that we have to buy, buy, buy. Instead, what if we focus on time together, mindfully thinking about experiences? What can we do that will give us more time together? More memories, like I just mentioned. Could that look like playing more board games together? Letting your children pick which those are. If you're not a board game family, could it be going somewhere you haven't gone locally before? Or 
in a while and taking nature walks and then bringing those things home and making a wreath for your front door or spending time in the kitchen cooking and baking things that you haven't done in a while or exploring some new healthy dessert recipes. Other ways we've done it in the past when we did want to give the actual tangible gift that they could unwrap, look for things like science kits, fun things that families can do that are both educational and a group activity you can do through the year that also supports your homeschool. So it really does stretch your budget into other areas of life. It gives you that bonding time, that experience together, and it supports the learning. So just look for those sorts of opportunities. I know that really truly will bless you. I'd like to thank CTC Math for contributing to keeping this podcast on the air. It's a very convenient program for busy moms like you and me. Head over to ctcmath.com and tell them we sent you. The next one is the food and the gift giving stress. So we talked about looking for experiences and that sort of thing. But what about gift wrapping? You've bought the gifts. We want to be able to have all these gifts under the tree, even if they are board games, right, or science kits. Now you got to figure out when you're going to wrap them, but you're still trying to wrap up homeschool. You're still trying to get kids to the holiday parties or get gifts together for extended family or neighbors or teachers at the co-op, whatever. It's crazy, right? And we're trying to plan food and maybe host guests. And now we also have to remember to wrap the presents. So here's what I do. And I'm going to release this episode soon so that you have extra time. I want to talk about this now. Gift management, what are you gonna do? Oh my goodness, especially if you have a big family like mine. We have five kids. Even when I only had two or three, it was still overwhelming. So I will buy gifts slowly, weekly. That helps stretch it through my budget. And I'll put a sticky note on the gift with the name of the recipient, or I will simply wrap it when I get it home. I keep a little bit of the Christmas paper in my closet and some tape and some scissors. And the kids know I'm elfing if they catch me at all. I'm like, nope, can't come in. I'm elfing. You can do that however you want to, but I just do it so that it's spaced out because I really want to focus on making fun stockings and making the house smell good and enjoying time with the kids and Christmas movies and, you know, the other things that our family cherishes. Your family has your own things. And so I don't want to be up in my room trying to hide from the kids in the week before Christmas, trying to get everything wrapped and put a bow on it and figure out whose is whose. (laughs) I just try to do it through actually sometimes through the year. When they were smaller, I could buy gifts on sale through the year. Now they're older and it's harder for me to do that, but I do just spread out what I buy when I make a list in my phone of what things they've told me that they'd be interested in having. And then I keep all of it stored in one specific place in my closet. It just really allows me to enjoy myself more, not feel like a Christmas slave or a Thanksgiving slave. Another thing that you can do this holiday season, we want to have our indulgent treats. We want to have these, you know, amazing meals. So how can we do this and keep our sanity? Well, things like, this is how I've done it in the past, make your cookie dough now. Wrap it up in some freezer paper and put it in some foil and a freezer bag and stick it in the freezer. Label it and then pull it out when you're ready. Slice it. You'll be shocked. It will bake like you just freshly made the dough and you will be so glad because you didn't have to. All you had to do was slice it, but it can still be your own pure ingredients. You know, you're not buying junk. You're not filling your bodies with chemicals. You'll thank your yesterday self, I promise. So make those cookie recipes ahead. Years back, I would actually host a cookie making party before we had quite as many intense medical needs here. And I would have my mom, my sister-in-law, my sister come over and we would make all the dough. We'd each bring the, the ingredients for a certain number of recipes. 
And we would just have music on and make a good dinner and make a day of it. It was a blast. So you could do that. Something we also do now is that my kids and I go and make our apple pie filling and any of the other pie fillings that we might want to have because we do not do refined sugars. And so, you know, we can't just go out and, and buy one. We, we can't eat we <laughs> we can't eat dairy. There's a lot of restrictions in our home due to allergies. So we end up having to spend a lot of extra time making everything ourselves. And that's okay. And we don't feel guilty when we eat it because we know it's actually healthy, but we make those pie fillings and freeze them ahead and we label them. Then all we have to do is pull them out, thaw them for a couple hours and make a pie. So I would suggest doing that. I get to really enjoy the meals more and the time together more, and I'm not so tired. So side note, if you want some recipes, I love healthy recipes and I love to share them. So if you want to come and join the group, the link is in the description and make a post and just say, hey, Katie, do you have a recipe for whatever it is? I'll approve your post and I'll give you the recipe and then everyone else will have it too. So go to that link in the description and join the group. <laughs> it's a small group of beautiful families. So come on in there and benefit and be a part of this wonderful community that we have. All right, I have just one more tip for you. We want to nurture our family connections. We don't want to have this time in the holidays just be a nightmare, right? We don't want it to be stressful where we're miserable. And so what opportunities could we have to both decorate, gift give, or, you know, and make connections at the same time? Here are a few ideas what we did in the past. We would go hunting together for natural branches and leaves, and we would use those to make wreaths. Other times we've used it to decorate the house. I would go and I would buy little pumpkins and acorn squash and oh gosh, what other kinds? See, at the fall time, there's so many different types of squashes that are beautiful. And we would actually use them to decorate. We would put them on the table. We go get some big leaves from the yard, depending on what you have around you or what season, like if you're already having snow or not here, it's still the fall time for Thanksgiving and almost into Christmas. And so we will actually use the leaves underneath these squashes and pumpkins and decorate that, put it on a pretty tray. And we'll have some on the counter and some on the table, and then we actually will eat them and we'll save the seeds. Again, if you want the recipe for how we create seeds, they are so delicious. We eat them like popcorn with movie night. I will happily share that with you. Again, just hop into the group, come over there and ask me. It's a great place to get a hold of me. Anyway, we roast them. That way it's also part of our food budget. So it's been a decor and an experience. It's something that's nutritious that we enjoy twice because we first use the squash, then we enjoy the seeds and a movie night together. So something else you can do is handmade cards. One year we decided to sit down and create watercolor cards. The second year we created these little ornaments and sent those with a little pretty golden string. They were just watercolor ornaments on watercolor paper with a little hole popped in the top and a little string through it and mail those to relatives. Instead of buying expensive cards or whatever, people love to receive something handmade and they especially love to receive something in the mail because snail mail is almost non-existent these days. So that's another way to have a cherished memory, very little money. I'm sure as a homeschool mom, you probably have a ton of craft paper sitting around. Let your kids go wild, sit with them, have fun, put on Christmas music, just enjoy it, make it an experience. It's a wise investment of time. I hope these tips have helped you. I hope that the ways that we've done things will encourage you to find your own good ways to do things and consider embracing sensory decorations and embrace 
decluttering as you go. Embrace DIY projects for your wreaths, for your decor, for your Christmas cards. Think about mindful gift giving experiences or school projects, science, learning, that kind of thing, and focusing on connections. It really will help you to make your holiday season more joyful, more stress-free, and a whole lot more affordable. All right, I can't wait to talk to you more about this inside the group. See you there. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.